Hey, everybody. Hey, you fantastic folks. <laughs> this is Zach. This is Stuart. And uh, tonight... You weren't expecting uh, that, eh? Fantastic I folks. I'm fantastic <laughs> folks. I was ready to say something. They are just like, oh, 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 he's still going. <laughs> um, uh, tonight, we are going to talk about uh, our favorite uh, video game adaptations. Uh, movies, yeah. games, what have you. Um, even, even you know, fast some food stuff at the end yeah maybe some fast food <laughs> i don't know what fast food you would have but um <laughs> let's see. so i guess i can start off uh because right. i'm gonna pick the the one that i think everyone who is uh, a connoisseur of video game media mm -hmm. will, will pick um oh i'm interested uh mortal Kombat from 1995 okay yeah um, that movie to me is which movie? Is the one from ninety five. Oh, ninety five. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. The the one from ninety five. Um, not not the uh, newest one. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I really want to. Mm. <laughs> um, I know it's... that you you feel differently, um, and that's okay. <laughs> it's all right. We can all it's, feel differently. We can we can all feel differently. Um, but yeah, this is kind of the 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 first. Um, I mean, there had been other uh, video game adaptations before, some to lesser uh, popularity, like the Super mm -hmm. Mario Brothers movie. Although that one, was, ah, that was, was one on my list. I wanted to kind of talk about that one. Oh well, we can because it was also on my list. Oh, aha! So yeah, we can we can wax poetic about that that thing. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, so Mortal Kombat from '95 um kind of launched the career of paul ws anderson who went on to do the resident evil and monster hunter <laughs> ah, more video game adaptations yeah he's just really good at cranking them out uh he was not married to mila jovovich yet so that's why she's not in this movie but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh requirement uh, i mean she's in all of the other ones that he directs <laughs> <laughs> uh, well no i take that back she's not in um event horizon but that's also not a video game movie mm. um but no like mortal Kombat is interesting to me because they I, I remember being in the theater watching it and being like okay this is they're just gonna have like the regular people right and this at this point mortal Kombat 2 had come out um and it has a lot of the wilder characters in it, but it's like, okay, they're going to have Sonya, they're going to have Raiden, probably. Um, mm -hmm. They're going to have Shang Tsung. They might have Sub-Zero or Scorpion. My mind was blown when I saw both of them and that Scorpion did his get-over-here thing. <laughs> the catchphrase. Um, yeah, it, and, you know, as mind-blowing to me... As a as a what a nine year old that Scorpion and Sub Zero were in this movie, um, mm -hmm. they they just went ahead and threw in Reptile and also oh by the way here's Goro. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean yeah he gets punched in the balls and you know thrown off a mountain, but <laughs> yeah it's yeah they they didn't have to make this movie as good as they did and yet. <laughs> I feel and like yet, everything turned out fine. It's um, didn't they Reptile make a, a second Mortal Kombat movie? They did, and it's it's more um, it's Crappy. more like that, like late nineties, like 
sci-fi action movie feel like everything feels like it's shot on a set and Uh. like you can feel the costumes the actors are wearing because they look like they're rubber and surprise they're they're made out of rubber um you know it's it's okay between the two i think i prefer the first one even though it's you know only a handful of locations whereas annihilation you get shao khan you get um Sector and Cyrax, I think, are in there. Um, mm. You got Jax with his big metal arms. Yeah. <laughs> um, and All then you have some arms. random Native American wisdom given to you by Nightwolf. Yeah, I don't That's, know who Nightwolf is. He's he is the lone Native American who is drawn like a stereotype and teaches Liu Kang how to use his unlock his animal spirit and use his animality his animal key yeah (laughs) yeah that that part is kind of cringy whereas you know mortal kombat one there's no cringe there's no like racist stereotypes yeah Um, they just kind of i mean other than having a japanese guy play shang sung um but i mean you know it's mid 90s hollywood what you gonna do they're they're just gonna do what they're gonna do um Hmm. which is unfortunate but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, before we go down that road, what is your what one of your picks for for movie adaptations? So one of my picks, and I know that we kind of both talked about Mario, so I'm going to leave that on uh, your plate. Okay. But um, so it's one of the more weirder ones. So, do you know who the Noid is? uh the domino's pizza mascot yeah so the noid and i'm going to kind of lump this together with a pepsi man as well do you know who pepsi man is yes i'm i'm familiar with pepsi man (laughs) okay so pepsi man was like an infinite runner that got like released with pepsi and i'm going to put this also into the checks like there was a check game Japanese thing. so your your thing is advertisement games <laughs> yeah so advertisement okay. games where it would like so uh, the first like advertisement game I guess that I realized I guess was an ad where I was like oh this is just you know trying to sell me something was uh the the noid because I remember renting that game from blockbusters and um playing it i was super young so i don't remember like exactly what it was i think it was a platformer and everything where there was a lot of like brick buildings and whatnot Hmm. but i remember having fun with it but i didn't like actually fully realize that oh this is just basically like them trying to sell me something yeah so it was a big thing of like i had spent money to like get this or the at least play this game rent it basically and i don't know i felt a little duped as a as a little as a little uh steward that like (laughs) I'm basically paying money to have this entire advertisement because like during the 
the cutscenes basically it was basically just an ad for for domino's or yeah domino's pizza yeah and i guess the noid really didn't turn out super great because the noid was only there for a little bit and then they i guess scrapped that idea well they had some legal issues with the noid um oh did they well, actually, it was here in Atlanta where, yeah, there was a guy who's, um, I think it was, was uh, which, to be honest, I'm surprised they're bringing the Noid back. Yeah, um, so that's that was my next thing was, like, I'm surprised that the Noid is back as well. Yeah, well, so, okay, in, uh, yeah, in Chambly, Georgia, um, in 89, a guy named Kenneth Lamar Noid, who was mentally ill, um, oh. saw the ad campaign as an attack on him, and so he went into a Domino's with a three fifty seven Magnum and held two oh. employees hostage for five hours. Did not know that. Yeah, well. he, he was charged with kidnapping, aggravated assault. Uh, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Um, mm-hmm. And wow. you know, tragically, he uh, killed himself later. But... Um, like several years later, but uh, reading th- yeah, so reading through this, that's why Domino's decided maybe we should to... back off the noise. Yeah, um, is yeah. But now there they're was bringing a guy it whose back. Last name was Noid. Yeah, I don't know how they're bringing him back, but or why uh, they're bringing him back? Yeah, or why? Yeah, mm. because it was like the Noid is like I guess this human dressed up in a red like bunny costume which is yeah it was always unclear i always got like a vinyl slash rubber feel from it but yeah it's super yeah unclear exactly what this thing is supposed to be yeah so i never knew like what to expect i always just assumed that it was like a weird uh humanoid creature you know like a bunny suit but yeah it it's interesting because like as a young kid i remember like playing the checks um game where it was basically a clone of um what's that shooter um castle wolfenstein or duke nukem put out a yeah, uh, not Castle Wolfenstein. Yeah, Ca- Castle Wolfenstein. It was like Castle Wolfenstein slash Duke Nukem. Yeah, are you taking a look at it? That's uh, no, but I am now. Let's see. Oh. Checks first person shooter. Yeah, it was back Chex in the Quest. There yeah, Checks Quest. Chex Quest. Oh, it's on Steam. Oh, I did not know that. But yeah, I just remember like you got. Well, at least this game was free. So you got it in like a, in a box cereal of box of checks. And fun fact, many people don't know, I never really ate cereal as a kid. I always uh, had like fruits. I had yogurt. I had oatmeal, things yeah. along those lines. I never really ate uh, breakfast as a kid. So I remember I had to get one of my friends and it was a family decision thing. My mom didn't really want to feed us, um, you know, 
unhealthy breakfast and everything along those lines. But I remember having to steal basically a CD because this was back in the day when like you could get a CD of mm-hmm. a game, you put it on your computer, and then you never needed that CD again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was one of them's. Yeah. Back but yeah, it was it, that game actually was fairly fun from what I remember. Well, and... they're apparently putting in a um, someone is making an HD mod that will play using the Doom engine. <laughs> cool, because it was very akin to Doom. It really was, where you basically were running around different levels and stuff like that, yeah. and you would get these like power ups and everything along those lines. So, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I mean, it uh, that was like, like a legit game. Uh, it it of, and it yeah. felt like a legit game. It really did feel like a legitimate game, and you know, it was kind of like. And then Pepsi Man is something that like <laughs> I recently learned about because people do speed runs of it. Uh, I was watching. Yeah, it's some, not a very long game. I think it's like no. what, ten minutes. I think. Yeah, but it's it. yeah, it's basically an infinite uh, runner. And uh, you hear a lot of, like, uh, yells of Pepsi Man from the announcer and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, so when I saw it, I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. It didn't make me want to drink Pepsi anymore, but not – I never really <laughs> drank Pepsi, but, like, it didn't motivate me to want to drink Pepsi. So right. I think they missed on that, like, term, but – really none of these like games made me want to buy these particular products or things along those lines but it was just interesting that like there were adaptations of video games that weren't from like movies or anything along those lines like this was product placement basically where it was based off of like an actual gimmick to get you to buy something so. yeah well and you know I, my only experience with with being hoodwinked like that uh, is um on sega genesis uh there was a game called cool spot where you played as the the red spot from seven up oh I it was fear. like a platformer yeah that was my only experience with with getting hoodwinked into playing games that (laughs) i mean did you enjoy it Um, was it something that you were just like oh this is it was it was better than booger man which is one that i had played it was about the same like you know you're trying to go from one platform to another and eliminate enemies in your way Hmm. um it's all right it it wasn't it, it was no checks quest but there's no Chex Quest. <laughs> so Chex Quest is probably like the best one out there. Are yeah. they charging it? Are charging for it on Steam or is it free? Oh, I, I didn't see. I just uh, I got I did a search for Chex Quest it. just to pull up pictures of it. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, no, I mean you you may want to download it and see if it holds up. Um Yeah. Like, see see if it's actually still fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, so I'm that was kind of like a general, like, like 
I guess, advertisement games. Yeah. As like a video adapt, like adaptations where they take like a mate, like even Sneak King. Do you, did you know that Burger King put out a um video yeah, game? Xbox, called? right? Yeah, Sneak King. Yeah. Where it's from, I've never played it, but from what I've heard, it's actually fairly good. Yeah, I've heard that those those are. It's kind of like good. a stealth ish game. So. Well, and you know, KFC is making a their own game system that's preloaded with all of their advert games, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I even played their um, dating sim where I was seducing, oh, seducing the colonel. Yeah, Japanese or like <laughs> anime uh, colonel. Well, you know what's what I actually want to do now that we can actually see each other again yeah. is uh wendy's worked with wizards of the coast and came up with the uh god what is the name of it it's basically uh D fifth edition but you're playing in fast food world what yeah weird i'll, I'll send you a pdf of it okay that's um, <laughs> strange yeah it's it's interesting i mean it's it's free that's why i, I just said in a into a mic i'll send you a pdf it's, yeah it's yeah. it's free um you can just go to i think you can go to wizard site and type in wendy's and pull it wendy's. up but um Sounds strange yeah huh. yeah yeah so yeah so, sometimes you can oh. get some good stuff from advertising yeah um, it's not but sometimes bad. you can feel like you've been uh gypped when you go to your local blockbusters as a we young kid and spend good money to buy this Noid game and it's just an ad. Yeah. Yeah. Um so let's see. Um, Sorry, that was my long tangent of No, 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 you're fine. Um let's see. So uh yeah, did you ever see Tomb Raider? Yes. The one with Angelina Jolie? Mm-hmm. That's not the one I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about the one that came out uh, three-ish years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a... It, it was an adaptation of the reboot. Um, hmm. Which, it's a little bit different. Um, I like it better as a movie. The Angelina Jolie one, though, is fun. Um, that one in the sequel. The sequel's kind of ridiculous, but it fits better with that version of Lara Croft. Okay. Um, but yeah, the 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 reboot um, adaptation with Alicia Vikander, um, she looks like the person that they got to model um, Croft. Um, what uh, Camille Luddington, I think, um, was the the motion capture artist for hmm. for the reboot. And yeah. yeah, they made Alicia Vikander out to look like her, and it it just works and it works like a um they they've cut out all the bits you know how how sometimes video game adaptation movies will like stick in bits from the game like music or or like cut scenes that are rendered in like engine yeah like yeah. things like that um the the vikander movie like they they i think the reason why it works so well is that they cut all of the video gamey stuff and just stuck to telling the like sort of indiana jones ish story line so like mm-hmm. it's not exactly like the reboot series like the, it's it's a very different thing that she's going after but it's um 
I don't know. I, I think it's it's better for it. Like it because it's not trying to be other than her name in the name of the movie. Like it's not trying to be that video game. It's it's kind of doing yeah. its own thing. And just picking and choosing bits that work really well. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I recommend it if you haven't seen it. Um, so I have I not. I won't uh, spoil because, it. <laughs> like I said, uh, my basically my uh, only movie that I've seen with Tomb Raider is the Angelina Jolie, and you know it wasn't bad. It wasn't. It was just of its time. Like yeah. it's it's a it's a two thousand one ass movie. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's you know it's it's they they get the um the shots of the boobs shots of the butts the guns uh she's attacked for no reason in in a building and gets into a shootout mm. i mean it's it's a 2001 ass movie but um yeah i mean it is good it's not bad no mm-hmm. huh. yeah so so what is uh, your your next well, my next one is uh, Spirits Within. It's the oh, yeah. Movie, yeah, it's the Final Fantasy movie, and I, I I was I was kind of on the fence about adding this on there because like it's not a direct adaptation of any of the Final Fantasy movies. Uh, yeah, that's why I left it off mine. Yeah, but it's it takes. Good. It takes, you know, um, I guess, place in the universe and everything along those lines. And as a lot of Final Fantasy movies, it did confuse the hell out of me. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. But it was very, very pretty. Like, I remember, like, watching it and just being like, oh, wow, this is super gorgeous. Like, all of, like, the digital animations. Because... It came out in like the early twenty or two thousands. Yeah, it came out in um two actually in two thousand I think. Yeah, where like this kind of um technology wasn't like super uh finite, and they used a lot of like their own engines from um the Final Fantasy. Like Square Enix allowed them to use some of their own like IPs and everything along those lines. And it was cool. Like, again, I don't know exactly what was happening, and I had to, like, look up a lot of stuff, but there were tie-ins to uh, some of the other, like, Final Fantasy games. Yeah, I mean, so, it's it's like spirits are attacking crystals, right? Yeah, so they've and got so the crystals like and they've got spirits. That, yeah, like, I remember a lot of friends of mine that were also into the final fantasy games were like this is garbage bullshit because like they were more like it's fantasy it's fantasy it needs to be like there needs to be chocobos there needs to be Mm -hmm. um, yeah things like that like the more the fantasy elements you know me i love things that kind of put a twist or or change some things up or or are random as, as fuck yeah, and I, um, I liked I think, it. I like the sci-fi feel it had. Yeah, and I think a lot of people were kind of like expecting it to have a tie-in with something, and um, yeah, it really didn't have a tie-in to a lot well, except like, for like winks and nods and like you know um, 
callbacks to particular games. Well, yeah, because she has a, uh, I think she has like a chocobo head as like a keychain or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, the crystals and the spirits and yeah, it's it's interesting. It's, well, and I don't know the exact movie. Time. I would not recommend. I would definitely not recommend this movie because it's not good. It, it's again like oh, it's I remember fine. watching it and just being like <laughs> very confused. And I feel like if I watched it now, I would still be confused. Yeah. Well, so the the one the games that were out around the time that this was was Final Fantasy IX and Final Fantasy X. Yeah. So, like, it came out in between those two games. So, yeah. like, I, I can see why Final Fantasy fans would have been like, this is bullshit, but... Yeah. I mean, and... We've got two of the better games coming out that this is sandwiched in between, but I like the movie. I don't know. I feel like it's good. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Like, if you're a big Final Fantasy fan, yeah, I would give it a watch, but, like, I've never came... I've never gone back to it. I've never been like, oh, I should rewatch this movie. Uh, I, I well, I'm not gonna get up and, and, and check. I, I think I might have it on DVD. I know I did uh-huh. at one point, but I might not. Maybe we should watch it. Maybe I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe I will watch it, and then I'll be like, oh, okay. No, now you won't I change your mind if you do yeah. not like. I'll still be you, confused you as be like, no, this is confusing as hell. Like, what are yeah. they doing? Because <laughs> I can't tell you how many times that I've had to like rewatch or not rewatch, but like play a Final Fantasy game and be like, I have no idea what happened at the very end, and I have to look up like a Wikipedia, <laughs> like somebody explaining it to me. Yeah, it's like tell me, yeah. tell me, please, what happened here because yeah. I am just yeah. at a loss. Yeah. <laughs> well um yeah so so i guess my last one um oh you have a last one <laughs> i've got a lot <laughs> oh you have a lot okay well i can also talk about my favorite game adaptations too um so one of uh i guess my next one uh, if you were done were you done yeah yeah i'm done i'm done with okay. spirit of the way gotcha. um, or uh spirits so, within not spirit of the um, way spirits of way is great Spirit Away is good. Spirits Within is yeah, good if you're a certain type of person. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a certain type of weirdo who's into some weirdo things. Um, but uh, but mine uh, next one is uh, the Resident Evil series. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's... I, I don't it's... know how much I have to pitch this to anyone because, like, if you've seen it, like, you either don't like it because you're a Resident Evil fan or you do like it um, because it's it's not Resident Evil, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, it's not survival horror. It's it's full on like campy. we're making an action movie and it's going to be weird as fuck and campy. Yeah. <laughs> um, to be honest, it it's I don't know how many of you them have you seen because there's six of them. I've seen three. Gotcha. Okay. And so again, I know that they do like callbacks to like the actual games. Like I really haven't played many Resident Evil games, but like I know who like the Red Queen is, and I know like Umbrella Corp and things yeah. along those lines. And I think um, wasn't uh, Wesler Wesley Wesser? Is that uh, the Wesker. character's name? Wesker. Wesker. Yeah. yeah. 
Isn't he in one of the movies or he's, something? He is in. Uh, he's in all of them. I think. Oh, okay. Um, but nice. but yeah, the the um, yeah the the movie series does not really have anything to do with the game series. Like you could view them as two separate properties. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point that you know, um, Richard, who dearly loves the video game series. Um, has had to restrain himself from smacking me when I've said I want to see a video game adaptation of the Resident Evil movies. Oh, but, like they're two <laughs> distinct properties. Like the, because yeah. the games are are well, I mean, you could make the argument that Resident Evil Six was an adaptation of the video game movies because it's wild. Um, oh, I've never played Six. So, but well, so Six is like three smaller games jammed into one and Mm -hmm. each of them have two players uh so either an ai or a second player um but they're just like bananas like chinese action movies um (laughs) with like running zombies and like like and they've got zombies in it that are styled like uh world war z um like fast zombie yeah yeah it's 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 very strange. It does not fit in with the rest of the games, <laughs> but but like I feel like the movies are are a distinct feel unto themselves, mm-hmm. um, and they just kind of use like umbrella and zombies as an excuse mm-hmm. to to call themselves Resident Evil movies. You could slap a different title on them, yeah, and, and they would just be fine. Be, like they're not yeah. really an adaptation, but. But they do do callbacks. But like, (laughs) if you played the game, you can like, you know, watch the movie and be like, oh, I get that. Yeah, but if you haven't played the game, in the first one, um, they have uh, Nemesis in the second one. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's you're right. Like they they call out to the games, but they're not um, they they're not necessarily adaptations of the games. Yeah, and you know, one of the criticisms that you see a lot from people who like the games but don't like the movies is that the movies don't make sense, and they're they're not horror enough, and they're too weird sci-fi. Well, but I feel games... like <laughs> so when you're making a movie that's an adaptation of a video game, you walk this fine line of like you want to be general so the general population can like understand the story but you want to please the people who've actually played the story as well where you know if you're entering into this movie and this movie has to spend like 30 minutes of dialogue just to like set up the world and everything along those lines for people who've never played the video game that doesn't really make for a good story or a good movie yeah i mean it's it's a real it's a real fine line that these you know video games have to um or video game movies have to walk and i think with uh um silent not silent hill resident evil they kind of threw out like well we're not going to sit here and explain everything about the umbrella corporation and stuff like exactly yeah we'll make a movie will add these images and these like <laughs> phrases in there if people get it good for them they've played the game probably but we're still going to tell the story that we want to tell yeah well and and you know if if 
if they were to make a movie based off of um, the first video game, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of horror in it, but like, there's this weird secret lab that's in the basement of this mansion that you have to find like the spade key and the club key <laughs> to get yeah. into. And it's like, okay, like it does some pretty ridiculous stuff too. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I, I recommend anyone who likes big, dumb action movies to see resident evil. Um, Paul W.S. Anderson, he knows how to make a good video game movie. In my there opinion. you go. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was me for favorite movie adaptations. Okay. Um, what what do you um, I've got a recent one actually. Uh, I really think that the Detective Pikachu movie was great. I oh, think okay. that they did a fantastic job, like at a or um, adapting Pokemon into a movie. And I feel like Pokemon such a big IP, they didn't explain like, oh, you know, they didn't have to explain Pokemon, what Pokemon was. Because I feel like it's so generalized and people know about it. Like they gave well, I mean, yeah, like the point, Professor they... Oak sort of like conversation at the beginning of the game of like the world's filled with Pokemon and Pokemon are our team members and we help them out and they help us out. Well, and also this movie came out after Pokemon Go was a thing. Yeah. So, like, I feel like everyone knew what Pokemon was. At that point. Yeah. And I just, so this, I really enjoyed, like, the CG um, Pokemon. It was really <laughs> cool to, like, just see them interact. One of the best scenes I thought was, like, the unsanctioned Pokemon, like, battle and everything where yeah. like, Gengar was fighting against a, um, a Blastoise which was super cool. I think that was like one of the highlights of the movie and everything like that. And it it legitimately had like a story and everything along those lines. I think uh, Ryan Reynolds did a fantastic job voicing Pikachu, Detective Pikachu. And um, the young kid who played um, the kid helping out Pikachu did a fantastic job too because a lot of that stuff was green screen and, you know... The way that he interacted with these like digital characters, it felt real. So, yeah, so I, mean, I think that's... it was a successful movie. I think that the way, like, the person who made this movie knew what Pokemon was, and you know, and knew why people would want to go and see like a Pokemon movie. I think it did gangbusters too. So, yeah, I mean the. Um... I remember really enjoying it. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think my favorite bits were the the ones with the Mr. Mime. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. It, I mean, it was it was uh, kind of in the valley of the uncanny, um, in certain Did points. You? Even though it's mm. it's they're not real, you know, yeah. like because they but they were cute. Them... Like well, I remember they... seeing Gengar and being like. But Gengar is kind of grimy, but like even Blastoise, Blastoise wasn't cute. Blastoise yeah. was kind of grimy. Right. Well, and I mean, they, they had to give them, they had to put a little stink on them to, to make them look real. But like, yeah. um, you know, I'm just used to in my head thinking of them as like these flat two dimensional like cartoons. Um, sprites, yeah. And sprites. But, but yeah, seeing them 
exist in a living world it's like oh god this is terrifying like who would who would want to live in a world where there's a charizard running around yeah, maybe me <laughs> i mean i even thought it was cool like when he was trying to catch his first pokemon the um cubo and then everything along those lines it just yeah. it, it felt it felt legitimately like they wanted to craft a world with pokemon in it like yeah. even um and and the thing was like it wasn't super like parallel to the game where there was like trainers and there were like these particular um you know like gyms and stuff like that it kind of made it its own like saying it into the city where like pokemon battles are illegal and people and pokemon work side by side and stuff like that so i thought it added a lot to the universe without taking away from the universe. So yeah. I, I was happy with it. And I thought it was one of the uh, better adaptations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely was. Um, yeah. I, I have another one if you want me to continue. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is this where you're going to bring up Super Mario Brothers? Oh, I mean, we can talk about Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, let's save that to I, the end once we're both out. Because I feel okay. like that one's going to take up a while. <laughs> okay. Uh, just last one, uh, because I've got a long list, but I can narrow it down. Last one, um, Rampage. Rampage was actually pretty good. I remember playing what Rampage. I have not seen it yet. Yeah, with Rock. I mean, throw the Rock in anything, and I'll go and see <laughs> <It'll> it. sell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Rock's actually a pretty decent... Um, uh actor and not bad to look at so but um it was it was an interesting adaptation because like the game was a a cabinet game back in the day where you could play with your friends and you would pick these three particular creatures and these creatures were like mutated people who formed into these creatures and you would go on to a rampage I really do like the story that they added into this particular movie, and it felt more of like a um, a Shin Godzilla type, where you have like these um, fighting monsters, um, kaiju, sort of like a kaiju battle and everything yeah. along those lines. And you know, it was a decent story. I mean, it wasn't great or anything like that, but like rampage didn't really have too much of a background like again it was a cabinet game that got transferred over to a uh i believe a console but the main premise of the game was you are these giant monsters rampaging and you just destroy stuff there wasn't really like a storyline within this game other than you're destroying things just to destroy things yeah and um i think they they added a decent storyline and I think it was an all right movie. I mean, it wasn't like the greatest movie, but I think it was a pretty good like adaptation of a video game, especially a video game that didn't really have that much content. So they were able to kind of do whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. Like you could have gone to seen this movie and not known what rampage was which I'm and, imagining happened to a lot of people. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people were like, oh, it's based off of a video game. And it is based off of a video game. Yeah, I wonder how many people were like, 
when when like based on uh what who put it at midwest i think or midway yeah um, midway mm-hmm. yeah like based on a video game by midway entertainment how many people are like wait what, what? yeah <laughs> what yeah. yeah but yeah i i thought it was a decent movie okay also well, yeah, i mean i know i have it in my um amazon queue uh because oh, you should give it a watch i mean it's 4.99 <laughs> It's not, um, again, it's not the best, but it's not bad at all. Yeah, well, and I mean, I, I love video game adaptations. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're great. Um, I had one more, but I'm going to cut it for time. Um, it oh, okay. was the Sonic movie, but I think I've talked about the Sonic movie before. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I think I talked about it in a me, me, me as well. Okay. Uh, so, Mario Brothers. I really like the Mario Brothers movie. I know that's not a. Um, oh, I like it too. No, no pushback for me. Yeah, I, I think that's an unpopular <laughs> opinion, though. Oh, I, I think I'm we, well aware. Okay, <laughs> I believe we are on the fringe. Yeah. Well, so a few weeks ago, I actually, because um, I have it on DVD. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, still waiting for that Blu-ray release, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I subjected my wife to it, and um, I think I didn't get the sense that she was like burn it with fire, but she was also not as enthused as I was watching it. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of people, it comes back to that fact of like they with like. It comes back to that fact, like the Resident Evil, where it's it's not an exact literation of that game. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I, the the well, the thing I was explaining to her when we were watching it is that my understanding of it is that the people who wrote the film were not given any sort of like story notes or like any because like nintendo just didn't have it because like why would they yeah um like they my understanding is that they met with um uh yamauchi mm-hmm. uh, because he was president of uh, nintendo of america um and they gave him a draft of the script and he was like oh yeah this is great and that, like, that was all they heard from him, right? Yeah. And they were left kind of having to make up a whole lot of stuff. Like, okay, there's there's people turned into bricks. Yeah. Like, what? Like, because like, there's not a whole lot of story in the book, and you don't pick up a whole lot of story during the game other than you're chasing a princess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and you have to fight these things called Goombas, and they're yeah. kind of like, or, you know, Koopa Troopers, and they're these... I mean, a Koopa Trooper is like a turtle. So they're like reptilians. Why don't we go with like, you know. Well, and like, to put it in perspective, like the movie came out, um, like the big nerd properties that were made into like movies. You have Batman in 89. Mm -hmm. And you have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 1990. Like, of course it's going to be dark. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, I kind of like that like gritty weird aspect have you watched it. it recently i have not watched it recently so we need to have a movie night because like 
the 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 like they create a world like they they um granted it's a very small world because they're like oh we're chasing them into the kupahari desert but like they didn't have to create the rest of the world and but they did because nintendo was just like oh you're making a okay sure yeah (laughs) this this is fine i guess um but yeah like it was supposed to be um you know fairly adult like they wanted it to be i don't uh, let me see let me look up and make sure that i'm not lying about this yeah i want to say that i read somewhere where they had fully intended it to be like a pg-13 or r-rated movie Mm -hmm. and the producers when they turned in their their cut of it they were like absolutely not no yeah (laughs) mario is not going to be pg (laughs) and it's just there were a lot of interesting like concepts that they did like i remember the jump boots were really cool and being a little you know watching it as a little kid i was like yeah that's awesome and then like it, there were callbacks like i remember the little bomb that they would like was stuck in the goo and then like even i guess her, her father was part goo or was the goo or something yeah king uh, i think bowser i think yeah. her father is bowser or no bowser. he's just the king okay oh wow what lance henriksen <laughs> was the king huh well mm. that's interesting oh um yeah so i have the wikipedia up here um mm-hmm. do you know who could have been mario who dustin hoffman wanted to but hmm. Nintendo was like, no. Yeah. Danny DeVito was offered the role of Mario and also ah, the option to direct it. Ah. Um, Danny DeVito would have been weird. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael Keaton were supposed to play Koopa, but they both turned down the role. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks was supposed to be Luigi, but he backed out. Um, and then they went with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. I I think those are good, like, it's hard to see Mario as anyone else but them. Live action. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the funnier bits to me in the movie is, like, okay, this is exactly, like, this, this highlights to me how little story Nintendo actually thought about for, for the game. Mm-hmm. Is when they're being booked into the police and the officer is like what's your name and mario goes mario and he goes yeah. last name and he goes mario and he mario. goes your name's mario mario mario, mario. yeah and he's like yeah <laughs> he turns to luigi and he goes what's your name luigi luigi <laughs> luigi luigi no luigi mario yeah <laughs> it's all who's on first thing yeah um, but it's but still it's hilarious. Like, yeah, they're they're the Mario brothers, so brothers. of course his name is Mario Mario, Mario and yeah. Luigi's name is Luigi Mario. <laughs> like, I mean, so why ridiculous. not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no, I I do love that movie. Um, yeah, we need to have a movie night. Yeah, I I really enjoy that movie too. I think it's a it's an underrated classic. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it's a classic, but I think it's <laughs> underrated. I think a lot of people, you know, expect a Mario game. And with, like, well, with Nintendo's image, image, 
and Nintendo's image, like nowadays, they try to be so like clean and pristine with their IP, making sure that it's not like yeah tainted or anything along those lines. Where this movie it does kind of get grimy, like this whole like world's grimy, and like he talks to like floozies in the um or like what they portray as floozies mm-hmm. yeah so it's Big it's version. really i don't know it's it's just such a different view or a different concept of mario that it's kind of interesting and i enjoy watching it well you know like my um my opinion of wanting to play video games based off of the resident evil films mm-hmm. i feel like it's a sign of a good adaptation if they're like okay that's cool i want to do that like, yeah i want to do that thing that's on the screen it's like yeah i would play as a, a mario brothers game that was based on this movie <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um especially if you can do it in like the the little uh, eight bit sprites <laughs> yeah that'd be weird <laughs> um but uh but yeah i am um, I really like that movie. Uh, I'm I'm with you on that. I think it's a decent movie. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we both have the unpopular opinion. Um, the, the bad opinion. <laughs> well, you know what some other opinions I have about are, um, are game adaptations of movies. Hmm. Um, I've, I've got four of them. I'm just going to do them real quick okay. <laughs> to see if you've played them or not. Uh, on Genesis... Did you ever play Batman Forever? No. It was a, okay. So it was an adaptation of Batman Forever, full motion video. Um, so it looked like you know Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, and it was a sky side scrolling beat 'em up. Pretty mm. fun. Uh, another one on Genesis was Stargate. Um, it also <laughs> had FNV. Um, you played as I think Kurt Russell just running around the desert and shooting at Egyptian gods. Yeah, I remember a lot of these movies that were, like, video games adapted from movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use a lot of, like, the cutscenes in the movies well, and stuff like that. Well, they don't do that anymore. Mm, they don't. Um, my, my, one of my favorites, though, because you know I'm more of a Mortal Kombat person, mm-hmm. is Street Fighter the movie. Oh, yeah. Had an adaptation that was on I PS1. remember that. Yeah. Where it, rather than the cartoony look, it was like Jean Claude Van Damme as Guile beating yeah. the shit out of Ralph Julia as M. Bison. Like it was, it was that was a weird, weird uh pull, but I had it and I played it. <laughs> uh, that was another movie that wasn't bad. The Street um, Fighter movie. Yeah, I mean I like it because it's about as much stories in the second Street Fighter. Um there was a whole lot of random people doing random amounts of cocaine in that movie. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the behind read it read there's an oral history out there that um someone did, I think from Kotaku, where they they spoke with a lot of the people that worked on the production of that movie and they were just mm-hmm. like, yeah, this this movie was crazy. Like yeah. I want to see a movie that's a doc, or like a documentary of the fil- the making of of this Street movie. Fighter. Yeah. Huh. Um and uh, yeah, the last one was the uh, the adaptation of Avatar on PS3. Oh, oh it was yeah. Actually, it was actually two different games. It was um, you could play as human or play as Navi, and they both had different skill trees that you would earn points for with quests. 
it, it was about as open world as you could get on a PS3. Hmm. That's cool. Um, and still be kind of railroaded of like, this is an adaptation of the movie. Yeah, um, this is what you have to follow, these movie beats. Yeah. Um, Which always kind of sucks with was, these like well, video games that are adaptations of movies. And usually those games will be like tie-ins yeah, and well, will get released so the fascinating the movie. thing with this one is that it, like, if you took took out the Avatar branding, and, well, I mean, I guess you'd have to kind of rework what the Navi character looks like, but, like, mm-hmm. you could rework this and it, it would just be a fine, you know, split RPG open world game. Yeah. Um, and it'd be fine. But I think that the branding on it had people give it higher expectations than it, it really could live up, up to. Yeah. Um, no. It was kind of like a Might and Magic type game. If you ever played uh, Crusaders of Might and Magic, it was kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, but yeah, that's all for me. Yeah, that's, um, that's it for me. <laughs> okay. Well, I have uh, three things for me, me, me. Okay. I've got uh, two things, so okay. I'll let you start off. Okay, cool. So... Uh, the first thing is, you remember how a few weeks ago I said we were watching um, Sailor Moon Crystal? Mm-hmm. Well, the the movie that I was talking about that adapted um, the Super S arc for Sailor yeah. Moon, um, it's a two-part movie, and Netflix has it. It's actually branded by Netflix. It's one of their movies. Um, so it's mm. Pretty Guardian, Sailor Moon, Eternal, the movie. Uh, which is a mouthful yeah that Um, is a mouthful (laughs) this is the one that i was telling you i can when we were watching it my even my wife was like you'll see why this is done in the movie like not a whole lot happens in it Uh, and they fill it with fluff uh it works way better as a movie um mm -hmm. i'm still on the the sailor moon crystal slash sailor moon eternal um bandwagon like i you think that's the best like adaptation? It's the best adaptation, and this is coming from someone who has never read the manga and didn't really watch the show growing uh, up. Okay, yeah. but but like it, my my understanding of it is that it it succinctly adapts a lot of the show uh, in a more digestible way. If that makes sense, like. The mm-hmm. first movie is 13 episodes. Well, it tells approximately the same story as the first, like, 52 episodes yeah. <laughs> of this show, you know. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's um, definitely better if you... It, and it's not like Kai, because Kai actually cuts out scenes. Like, yeah. this is, these shows are uh, reworked in a way so that they're internally consistent mm-hmm. and not referring to things that have been cut. So there's there's more care put into them, I think. Um, but yeah, if if you've never seen it, uh, I have or, not or read it, um, I recommend it because I've done neither, and it's fully enjoyable. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll give it a I'll give it a view. Yeah. So what's what's your your first thing? Uh, so my first thing, and hopefully this won't be too long. I saw the newest Space Jam. Uh-oh. Space Jam with uh, LeBron James. 
Uh, and it's interesting because when I was watching this, uh, the group of people, we were all watching it. We decided to watch the first Space Jam with Michael Jordan just yeah. to kind of like remember, you know, where this, I guess, franchise came from and everything along those lines. And then we put on the new Space Jam. Yeah. So how long do you think it took before a Looney Tune character came on screen? Uh, 30 minutes. It, 30 minutes out of a, a oh, really? two-hour movie. Wow. How long do you think it took him to play basketball? Uh, I'm guessing it was in the last 20 minutes. Uh, it was an hour. Okay. But uh, this also, movie... Uh, 10 minutes off. <laughs> yeah. This movie was not great, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So, and like, and even like watching it back to back. So the music in Space Jam, the first one, is iconic. I, there was a lot of like, the soundtrack was fantastic. There was a lot of like really good uh, music in it. I really enjoyed like the music in Space Jam. Yeah. And maybe that's just me being nostalgia or nostalgic for no, that kind of. No, my wife has the soundtrack that she listens to every now and then. Yeah. yeah. It's it's pretty good. And then like this movie just didn't have that kind of like that that sound. Yeah. And like even like in the you know when the movie starts it kind of like does sort of like a um like a hype video and everything like that of like uh this is going to be Space Jam 2. It's all just like highlights from LeBron James. And like I'm not the biggest basketball person, but like throw some Looney Tunes or something in there. Just don't show me like all of LeBron James's highlights. Yeah. Like you know, okay. And then it, it kind of had this weird thing of like WB was like, all right, we know that people are going to watch this movie for nostalgia. So let's throw in every single IP that we have. So yeah. it kind of had that like kind of same vibe that like Ready Player One had mm. where you got to see like all of the IP, like there's a but Harry for like Potter a world. Or two at a time. What? <laughs> but for a second or two at a time. Uh, kind of, yeah. Like digging there, into it. There's like a Harry Potter world. They they go to like Metropolis, and it's like it's it's so strange. And like there's the Iron Giant there. There's like some weird Hanna Barbera stuff, and it's mm. just it, it's like all over the place. And it's it doesn't know what it wants to do. And I think it's just like tries to focus on nostalgia. So it's like, let us just slap you with everything. You like Batman, so here's a random Batman. Like they end up playing in the like what they call the WV verse, like this interweb area where they pull in a bunch of like random IP people to be like part of the crowd that so you sounds... see like it in the, like the crowd cheering on for like the goon squad 
What? Yeah, like a white <laughs> No. They also they do this like callback to like uh, Fury Road, which was a little funny. I, I will admit that where there's Wally Coyote on like a um uh, like a buggy and stuff like that, but it's it's so bizarre and strange. Uh, Doctor Evil is apparently in it. Yeah. As well. Yep. Yep. They they just opened up the entire like door. There's occasionally Mr. Freeze is in yep. there. Yeah. They threw everybody in there. They're like, we've got people sitting down. We've got to remind them what WB has. It it really was kind of like an overload a little bit, like Ready Player One. But it was just like. It was a weird, like, because they're playing basketball and, like, they're in the scene playing basketball. Like, I don't know. It's just, it was strange. Holy shit. So I'm looking at this, at this list uh, of, no, it's not a list, but it's, I'm, I'm looking at, I see it. Yeah. Uh, there's Dino. Scoobies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Men in Black, The Mask, exactly. Both yeah. Danny DeVito and <laughs> the Burgess Meredith Penguins are there. I know it's it's so strange. That's, and like, why would you do that? I don't know. It was it was definitely an overwhelming um, amount of just like, and huh. and it takes away from like the Looney Tunes aspect and everything along those lines. Um, there was like king kong and whatnot and then like for half of the movie like they animated lebron james so lebron james wasn't even like live action the entire time like what they did with uh michael jordan like was michael he like jordan. cg or was he no they just animated him oh oh yeah That's because strange. he went into like the uh tune world and stuff like that so you know, it's probably a lot cheaper to get uh, LeBron James just to do some voiceover stuff than, you know. Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. So it was, and like, you know, it was trying to tell this story of family and stuff like that. But LeBron James's character just kind of comes off as like a real big prick. And like, I really don't want to like, root for him it feels like it yeah feels i like... mean my understanding of him in real life is that he's kind of an ass mm. it just i don't know it just it like they've got all these components that they're trying to do and it just doesn't feel like it works unfortunately and you know there was so much like hurt and stuff there was okay so there was one cool part that i really enjoyed um besides the wily coyote when they're like trying to put or put the gang back together yeah. um the um female bunny um lola lola yeah so lola's in like wonder world or wonder woman world where she's like proving herself proving herself amongst the amazons but the way that they did it was they did it uh comic book style kind of like uh into the spider-verse where it's the like hexagon sort of like comic style, which I thought was cool. I was glad that they brought back that style because I really enjoyed that style from Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it was just I don't know. It was just strange, and 
it it felt it just it didn't feel like it had that same sort of like soul that the original one had and again it may just be because like nostalgia and everything along those lines but like i don't know it just it didn't really work for me like, so uh yeah it sounds like um what they should have done is leave left in the uh the banging bunny titties then. <laughs> no i know there was that controversy like <laughs> it, it didn't like it didn't look any different it didn't uh, yeah. like no, I, and it wouldn't. I mean, it's, yeah, like that That was obviously me <laughs> making a joke. Hopefully Cracking the joke. Anyone listening to this <laughs> is um, able to realize that me saying that is making a joke. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure uh, people know. Yeah. But the, um, the thing was, you know, really, I felt like they should have just kind of focused on like the Looney Tune characters. I, I feel like they were so afraid that people didn't know who or what Looney Tunes was that they were like, let's put in all these other IPs, you know, just to remind people like what WB has and then we'll finally get to the actual Looney Tunes part where, you know, with the other one, it only takes, I think it only takes about like 15 minutes for um, Michael Jordan to meet Bugs Bunny. That sounds about right. I mean, yeah. and you know, I remember liking the original fine. Um, mm -hmm. I did see someone post on Twitter that I forget who posted it. Um, it's a comedian that I follow though. And uh, the post was, was basically like, hey, your kid brain was dumb the first movie was dog shit too <laughs> i mean and watching it again it wasn't that bad yeah i mean i haven't seen it in a while but like i, yeah. I remember liking it just fine yeah. it sucks that they had to to throw in every possible warner Brothers franchise into this movie <laughs> to make it try to work and they it sounds like they didn't make that work very well yeah it's just it was funny that they like and, you know, it it felt just overwhelming. It just felt like they were just throwing so much. Though, apparently LeBron James is in a Hufflepuff uh, um, school. So, mm. yeah, there you go. There's a little tidbit for you. Hufflepuff. That's, okay. That's where he gets sorted to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, was that it on Space Jam? Yeah, that's it on Space Jam. I mean, I don't have HBO Max, so I felt like I, I felt like I didn't have to pay anything, and I'm okay with that. If it ever comes on TV again, <laughs> I'm probably not watching it. Okay. I would um, not spend well the money on it. Well, my next thing, I, I, I think I'll talk about both of them because one of them is just really short, but they're both mm -hmm. games. Um, so one of them was I played uh, a little bit of Dauntless on PS4. Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I'll probably not go back to it. I really, like, I like it, <clears throat> but I don't also don't have 100 hours a week to sink into a game. Yeah. Um, 
I like it more than Monster Hunter. I've given Monster Hunter a try, never really like clicked with it. Like the aesthetics yeah, of it. there's a lot of systems in Monster Hunter, and I feel like again you have to really like do research. Yeah, like, and whereas Dauntless is because it's free to play, like there's not a whole lot of that. Like, and I I didn't feel any pressure to buy anything i mean there are certainly currencies where you can buy access to certain things oh yeah i didn't really feel any pressure or or like need to buy anything um Mm -hmm. i will say that yeah yeah and i mean like the character designs are cool like i made my character uh, like i kitted them out to to fight different types of things on different types of planets but um I don't know like it it definitely made me wish that i had room to have like a cosplay thing because it kind of made me want to build out my character in cosplay <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> um but yeah i'm, I'm probably not going to go back to it but it, it's a fun game and i recommend it if anyone likes monster hunter but doesn't want as much of the commitment to it yeah <laughs> um and then the other thing is that uh my wife and i tried playing um keyforge which I really oh, like and highly yeah. recommend. Um, I know about it's, that game. It's, yeah, it's really cool. Like we just have a, um, like Amazon had a sale where the, the, the there was a two player starter set and it was only like eight bucks. Mm-hmm. And, and so we were playing and it comes with two unique decks and it's a unique deck game. So like yeah. that's really all you need to play. Yeah, and each deck is unique. Like, you can buy a deck and it's going to have different cards. Yeah, now you can't... Yeah. Um, each deck has its own card list, so you can't, like... Swap It's not out. like magic. Like, yeah. you just have to, like, these cards stay with this person, this avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, like, that's a really low bar for buy-in. If you want to... If you're the type of person that just wants to sit and master this deck, like, you could you could do that you could do that yeah um it's more about strategy than chasing super rare cards and compiling them together in your deck and building one out very affordable yeah Yeah. it's it's very affordable if you want to get into something like that plus it's because the decks are pre-constructed um you can kind of figure out more of a narrative around it if that makes sense because like mm-hmm. you know like i said i played it with with my wife and um you know she was saying that she is not a huge fan of magic just because of the like the algebra and the the game of numbers and stuff like that that, that yeah you kind of have to do to play that game mm-hmm. um the way that keyforge works you can just well, thematically with with what you're trying to do you're trying to unlock um for uh, I forget what they call them. There are four things in front of you that you turn over when you have enough pieces to unlock them. Um, mm-hmm. So you're not trying to knock out the other player. You're trying to build something as quickly as you can. Um, and a lot of the decks, like I said, are themed around a narrative. So like... The yeah, there's like store... four classes too, or four like cards that you... Types of cards, or like um, factions yeah well so there's there's more factions but they they all do something different they have uh each 
deck has three factions that make up its its cards. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so like, yeah, mine. Um, let's see, the one that I played as was like the robot people, the dinosaurs, and some aliens. other deck. I, yeah, aliens, I think. Uh, and my wife had something called Dis, which just looked like rotting zombie world people, <laughs> dinosaurs, and dark, I think. Um, I forget exactly which, which because like it's basically reduced to the symbols on the cards. Because yeah. the way it works is when you play a card, you can only play cards of that type during that turn. So you have to call yeah. out as you're playing, okay, I'm going to play Soroids this time. So you can only play Soroid cards during that turn. Um, which, it's interesting. It's another layer of strategy that's abstracted out. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, no, like, I could definitely see getting into this game. Because, like I said, it's about... It's not about collecting as much as it is, like, mastery over the specific deck yeah it's a really unique idea even though you know it's it's another one for for richard garfield chalk yeah. you know he can add another Gets... notch in his belt of like i know how to make good games <laughs> i mean richard garfield knows how to make good games he does it's, it's true he does it is true um but yeah um i highly recommend that one um i don't know what the future of that one is though because i it isn't Fantasy Flight shutting its doors? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know they I've laid heard off rumors and stuff. Yeah. Well, like they laid off most of their game's staff, and they canceled all of their role-playing games and digital games. Yeah, which is kind of worrisome because it's like, you know, I don't have any copies of the the Mansions of Madness or whatever, where like you have to use their app, but it's like okay, so you have to use an app to play this game. What happens yeah. when that company goes out of business? Like, I can't play this game anymore? Yeah, and the server is going to be down. Like, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think Asmodee is going to keep the servers on. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm yeah. sure it'll, it'll fall to the fans to do something. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately. I mean, while it's around buy into keyforge and play with your friends i you know i have these two decks that's probably as much as i'm going to get into it because yeah and again i might try decks a new set if a new set fairly inexpensive too well yeah and the, the decks themselves uh normally are like seven or eight bucks yeah. which is way less than the cost to invest into like booster packs and stuff so mm -hmm. um yeah i give it a thumbs up try it it's fun it'll it'll tickle your brain in ways that magic does not but that are similar enough that if you like magic i could see you liking this game yeah and it's something that you don't have to like invest so yeah. much money into yeah there's a low low cost to entry and low cost to stay relevant mm -hmm. nice but that's me for this week so I've got two-ish things. I'm going to throw um, one tidbit in. Okay. Uh, the tidbit is the Petri Road Race. I know last time I told people I would uh, give an update on that. So the Petri Road Race happened. I got back my um, 
my number. And I'm actually quite proud, quite proud. I think I did fairly well. So the Petrie Road Race is a 10K. I ran it in 46 minutes and some change, which is the fastest I've ever ran it. It's actually the fastest I've ever ran a or a 10K. So that's 4.6 miles per per thousand or per kilometer. Uh, So it's 6.2 miles. A 10K is 6.2 miles. Right. So 4.6 minutes. So I was was running about um, seven, seven, thirty two miles, like seven minutes and thirty two second miles. No, seven yeah, minutes. I mean, I, I don't know how the conversion works out between kilometer and mile. I was just yeah. commenting on, you know, forty six minutes for a ten k. That's that's pretty quick. Yeah, um, it's one of my my uh, quickest uh, runs. So I was quite happy with that. Quite happy with the results. So, um, pretty proud of myself. But I have set a high bar for next year. <laughs> I guess it's only going to get harder to cross it as you I know. make it faster or as you age. I, I <laughs> know. It's going to get harder and harder. Yeah. Um, and it might have been also part of the fact where they had split it up. So there wasn't as many people running. So there wasn't as many people that I had to dodge. as ah. I was. Yeah, so that could have been a factor too. But definitely going to continue training. And hopefully I will improve. Yeah. Yeah, but um, the main thing is I've been watching a series that I've actually really been enjoying. It's called Taskmaster. It's a British show. I'm not sure if you've heard it no, or no, seen about it. it. So it's um, it's this, I guess, this well-known comedian with his assistant, and they basically drum up five people. And they give them tasks to do, but the tasks are worded in a particular way where you usually have to think outside the box and everything. Huh. It's on YouTube for free, so I highly recommend that. I've been oh, watching it. Oh, it's a panel game show. Okay. It's a, yeah, so it's a British what? It's a panel game show. Yeah. So they give them tasks that they have to do. And usually, yeah, you have to be creative in those tasks. But um, I've actually found a couple of, um, like, and it's usually just all British comedians and stuff. But through that show, I found some very uh, funny British comedians that I've been, like, watching. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so I've been enjoying that. It's a... It's about like an episode's probably like 45 minutes. It's got that same kind of like British series where it's like the series is about like eight episodes, maybe nine episodes. And um, each episode is about like 45 minutes Mm -hmm. because they don't show the uh, ads on YouTube. But yeah, I, I think it's fun. I think it's clever. It's always funny to sort of see like people try to figure out these weird ways that things are phrased and like trying to think outside the box and trying to um, do creative things. So I thought it was a, I thought it was quite clever, quite funny. Well, that's cool. 
Yeah, I would uh, I would highly recommend it for people who enjoy like British humor as well as people who enjoy just like kind of like clever game like mechanics and yeah, yeah it's been something that's been very entertaining so far. Cool. But yeah, that's that's me for the week. Okay. Well, cool. Well, um, in that case, uh, you know, our current book club book is uh, Bird Box. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a little, in a, a little bit. Um, but then, uh, you know, our next main episode, we'll kind of be doing a retread of what we did with Master of the Fallen Fortress, where we'll uh, be talking about a, a thing called Death Robot Jungle. Yeah. Um, which, that should be fun. I, I can't wait to, to get your your uh, opinion on on uh, that one <laughs> that module yeah well so it's not a module it's uh it's it's something a little bit different it's um it's a uh, hex crawl oh yeah hex crawl that's right yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's uh so so death robot jungle and then uh our, our book club book is uh bird box and mm-hmm. yeah we'll see you guys in another couple weeks and uh yeah be be good to each other and uh yeah i guess just be nice to people yeah (laughs) stay fancy and stay free yeah bye bye